The IDP Pro Players Pod on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. And right now when you bet $100 at WinBet, you get a $100 free bet on the house. So head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Welcome back to the IDP Pros Podcast. My name is Johnny the Greek. I am joined with the senior IDP analyst from the SGPN Network, Mr. Gary Van Dyke. And before we get into it, just want to let you know some great news. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. So make sure you go sign up, make a $100 bet, and get a $100 free bet at sportsgamblingpodcast.com backslash WinBet today gary what's up man how are things oh you're not gonna ask me about the high stake game i thought you was gonna make mm-hmm. me cry man no i'm not dude there's still what five or six all it takes is one loss and they're right mm-hmm. back in yeah but man i'm scared to death after watching that game throw it to the perimeter throw it to the perimeter all oh, this defense is stopping them let's keep using that what the i don't know that's okay yeah we got a lot of football to get to don't we <laughs> Thank yeah. you for not asking me. No worries. I I've been never... sitting here since Saturday going, shit, John's going to ask me. <laughs> I wouldn't dare. D- dude, it doesn't matter. Michigan's going to get annihilated by the first SEC team they face, as is tradition, in the playoffs. So it doesn't matter. <laughs> I'll tell you what. I'm really worried about next year, though, man. That, that I think they said that quarterback from Michigan was, what, a freshman? A th- sophomore. Yeah. yeah. Oh, sophomore, a red shirt or something. He's going to probably be there again next year, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah. Well, you never know. Um, yep. But yeah, we've got, like Gary said, a ton of stuff to get into tonight. We're going to talk about week 12, preview week 13, and we'll start with the AFC and NFC North, where we start with the Bears, who had both starting safeties out this week. Jaquan Brisker with a concussion and Eddie Jackson hurt during the game, a foot injury that has placed him on IR. DeAndre Houston Carson is the traditional replacement at safety. He appears to be a safe waiver wire move for the rest of the year. And then Elijah Hicks was the other replacement. He'll probably be out when um, Brisket uh, is back in. Thoughts on this, man? This was kind of not great. I can throw a little love on Houston Carson because they've been here before with him. I think as recently as last year, he needed to be a starter for a string of games. He actually produced probably best just to wait this week if you can of course we have quite a few of these we're like savage and some others are all banged up and such but you got to kind of wait this out and see if you can get any last minute advice if they're really going to be the starter or not you know i mean we've done a lot of assuming and it's really bit us in the ass lately Mm, that's true yeah i would pay attention to beat writers and make sure i was looking at brisker's injury today too and he's still not practicing that was a bad concussion he may not go this week and I, th- I think that kind of guides you. If there's no brisker this week, we're for sure getting Houston Carson. But, oh, yeah. you know, other than that, Gary's right. It may not be him. But from what we saw last week, it looks like it's him. Beyond that, Jack Sanborn, 100% of snaps, another massive game. I, I, I think I'm sold. How about you? I'm starting to love this guy. I mean, <laughs> realistically. And, again, not to pick on Christian Harris for Houston, but he's just a totally opposite. 
right. um, the last time I checked, you know, and, and watched him, he doesn't look lost as at what he's doing for an undrafted rookie. I'm digging it. I'm digging it. I think they might have something here to develop for the next couple of years while they do whatever the hell they're going to be doing with this roster. No doubt. I'm with you. So he's looking good. And that's all I got for the Bears. All right, moving on to the Bengals, where I didn't see much of anything. Everyone played that was supposed to. Pratt had 72% of snap. Hey, that's the Bengals. Uh, moving on. Uh, Lion- oh, actually, hang on. One quick thing on the Bengals. Cam Taylor Britt against KC this week. I would absolutely do that if you need a cornerback for a cornerback league. Dude has been red hot, and KC's got a great offense. Uh, but that's it. That's it for the Bengals. Nice. Moving on to the Lions. So, man, this is not good. We're getting Malcolm Rodriguez, 49% of snaps. Derek Barnes, 36%. And it's been a couple weeks now. Rodriguez should be okay coming off that injury. I don't know what the hell is going on. I don't think you can trust either. What do you think of on that situation? I have the same sentiment. So I'm staying away. Gary's staying away. Uh, also, Will Harris, 100% of snaps again this week. So, I mean, as a safety, it's okay. But in a lot of places, he's designated a corner, and he's really playing safety. That's a cheat code. We'll take that. Yeah, I think uh, the biggest thing about that is the consistency. Right. He's been pretty good. And right. uh, Deshaun Elliott was back this week, 100% of snaps, so that's looking good. And then Charles Harris to IR. That's not good. Yeah, not necessarily. And uh, I think uh, Julian Okariku, he's listed as a linebacker. Mm. He's been oh, getting yep. some more snaps. and. I think it was at the expense of uh, Harris, probably, or while Harris, they were deciding if they were going to put him on injured reserve. I'm not really sure. Neither had been really producing lately, so hadn't really been tracking him. Just wanted to mention, too, I don't like Hutchison against Jacksonville this weekend either. And I can uh, get on board with that because he's been, he's had a weird year altogether. Like he's scored a lot of points overall, but they've come only in like two or three games total. Yeah. And he's not really overachieved at any matchups matchups that's been tough to begin with, you know, and that's what you kind of look for. That's what I love to see. Um, It's great when a matchup is really perfect for them and, you know, the opportunities there for them to produce. So they do, but it's really more impressive when you start getting strings of games from players that's uh, overachieving when the matchup is actually not in their favor and it's supposed to be tough. Right, and we're not getting that. So uh, buyer beware with that this week. Packers. So Darnell Savage injured. I looked today. I couldn't find any update on that, but I don't think it matters because I read a couple articles saying that Rudy Ford had displaced him prior to this injury, and this injury just kind of reinforces that Rudy Ford appears to be a waiver wire safety. Do you have any interest there? Yeah, actually, I do. I mean, in my app this week, I made sure I put a note in there. This is a guy that I actually trust. It's funny you mentioned that. I picked him up in a few leagues, including the IDP initiative. Uh, I, I tried to pick him up there. And for MFL players, his name is Jonathan Ford, not Rudy Ford, as weird as that is. Okay, beyond that, Chris Barnes, 64% of snaps is the other inside linebacker without Devondre Campbell. Quay Walker, 100% of snaps. That's it. That's uh, what I got for the Packers. Moving on to the Ravens, where it was another week of Roquan, 100% of snaps. I'm pretty sure Patrick Queen did too. I did not check that. I believe it was damn close. I didn't notice any fall, any red red flags, that's for sure. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, Justin Houston, though, only 41% of snaps, and I do believe he's plummeted back to earth. 
in terms of production, which is expected if you're not even playing half the snaps, how are you going to score points? Right. Uh, and we mentioned this before. For whatever they're doing between him and JPP, I have no idea. But fade one in, fade one out. So we'll see how long it lasts. You can't really trust either. No doubt. And then uh, something else I picked up on today while doing waivers, uh, Marcus Williams is getting pretty close to returning from IR. I couldn't find an exact date, but you know when he's activated from IR, you'll know it's sometime within the next three weeks. Yeah, I think Hamilton was questionable, but he was a full participant today. So we're so that means we're going to have some fluctuation at safety situation for the Ravens. Geno Stone's probably going to go bye-bye, and we'll see what else happens from there. Moving on to the Vikings, where I got nada. Zedarius Smith played 85% of snaps, which is a beautiful thing. Everyone else played the normal playing time. Harrison Smith's questionable this week, but doesn't appear to be anything serious. Uh, anything on the Vikings? Remind me who they're playing. They've got the Jets. Oh, yeah. That's why I had Bynum on my mind a few weeks ago. He hit with a really good matchup like this. So keep him in mind in these deeper formats. If uh, you're looking for a guy, at least you know he's secure. He's got a good matchup and he's going to get his 100% snaps. There you go. Right. Sometimes that's the best you can do is just get a guy that plays all the snaps and hope he falls into some production. That's the Vikings. Moving on to the Steelers, where I do not understand this. I'm hoping that you have something. Devin Bush, 100% of snaps last week. Miles Jack, 69%. Is that an injury thing? I, I highly doubt Devin Bush displaced Miles Jack. <laughs> you know, I got to admit, it was yesterday morning, and when I looked, I couldn't find any direct reason. So Tomlin has been able to screw it up for us for quite some time. So, hey, why not this year after Miles Jack got going, right? Yeah. So for, for now, it's just uh, an anomaly. If it happens again this week, then it's time to panic. But uh, definitely something weird. Yeah, avoid it. Uh, and then last piece of news, TJ Watt, 86% of snaps. So he's back to his normal playing time. He has not been himself the last three weeks, though. Hasn't really done much other than that interception a uh, week or two ago. Yeah, he cost me. He had a nice matchup. I had an IDB prop on him. He did not get the over on a sack. Mm, yep, it happens. Are you ready to win some money and boost your odds? WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. We're bringing the excitement of Win Las Vegas to online sports betting and casino play. Exclusive rewards are right at your fingertips with Win Rewards on WinBet. Looking to get involved in a same-game parlay? WinBet is your home with their WinBet Build Your Own Bet, letting you customize the bet you want to make. Great promos, odds, and payouts are happening right now at WinBet. WinBet has what you need to win. Are you ready to play? Sign up today and receive a special offer. Bet $100 and get a $100 free bet. There's so much to choose from. All you have to do is head on over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com backslash WinBet so that they know we sent you. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. This offer is subject to change, terms, and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where play through WinBet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. All right, let's pick it up with the NFC and AFC South, starting with the Bucks, where Antoine Winfield Jr. is injured again. In other news, water is wet. Uh, so we've been down this road before. We know Keanu Neal's the replacement. 
although the water is going to get a little more muddy because I read today that Logan Ryan is returning from IR. What the hell do we do with that? I'm going to figure that Logan Ryan was the third guy to begin with, so he'll probably send Neil back. So it's probably going to turn into something ugly where it's just uh, Edwards we can trust as long as Winfield's out, if he's out. But status quo, if Winfield is in, Edwards is in, and we have uh, Logan Ryan, then uh, he'll probably just be that third pain in the ass again, and Neil will slip to fourth as far as I'm concerned. We did see that in the beginning of the year for a couple of weeks, so that would not be new. The combination of Neil and Edwards, uh, don't play Edwards. They, they're they not interchangeable like he would be with Logan Ryan or with Winfield. He'll be playing deep while they keep Neil up in the box. He's the better target in this situation. I think we learned that before for a little stretch when Winfield was out. Oh, yeah. Edwards disappeared, right? So keep that in mind. Beyond that, I didn't see anything for the Bucks. There there was a little injury scare with Vita Vey, but he played last week and looks good for this week. So uh, that's all I got. All right, moving on to the Colts, where Bobby Okariki was in for 80% of snaps, Zaire Franklin 100%. Not sure why Okariki was down a little bit. It was I don't think it was a game script thing. Pittsburgh certainly ran the ball quite a bit. Any idea what that's about? Didn't see anything pop up directly, so maybe had to uh, walk to the restroom. I don't that, know. That's true. That could, that could be Code Brown, right? Yeah, Code Brown. <laughs> <laughs> Brown flag on the play. Brown flag on the play. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, all right. Well, you know, it's it, that's the first time we've seen that this season. So unless it happens again, we're good. Moving on to the Falcons, where it was Michael Walker, 68% of snaps. Troy Anderson, 48% of snaps. This is the second or third week in a row that Walker has gone down in snaps and Anderson's gone up. Do you think we're looking at like a displacement situation here? I mean, we could simply see the same thing we have in Jacksonville with the right. Lloyd Muma thing. I mean, yeah. you know, they're not, they're not playing for anything but the future, and they want to give these guys some playing time. Unfortunately, this time of year, most of y'all is going to be stuck with Walker or whichever. You might be able to back them up with Anderson. Kind of got to roll with the punches on this one. And, and the worst thing that could happen is what we've got right now, where they're both like split down the middle. That, mm-hmm. that you know, it, it, the best thing that could happen is they actually make this switch and we actually get someone out of Anderson that's useful to us. Yeah, they got a big decision to make next year. They're going to keep Evans, which is still young and has been the guy, or are they going to, what are they going to do with Walker? Hopefully, this doesn't run into next year in some kind of timeshare. That's what we don't need. I wanted to mention that uh, I think this is a nice matchup for Richie Grant and Hawkins to bounce back. I mean, it's not super strong, but with the situation of what's going on with all these other players injured in, this, in the secondary, you might want to look into them. Yeah, they have been uh, a little down lately, but it, they're due for a bounce back for sure. Mm-hmm. That's the Falcons. Moving on to the Jags, where we've been warning people about this for two weeks, and it came to fruition this last week. Chad Muma, 100% of snaps. Devin Lloyd, 38%. The displacement has happened. Hopefully you weren't leaning on Lloyd last week. Listen to us a little bit. What are you going to do? They're going to give Muma some time here. And unfortunately, if all of a sudden it flip-flops, then we're still questioning the following week. So it's going to probably just be a black hole as in trust for me for the rest of the season. Unless we get like three or four out of Muma and I get desperate later on maybe. But uh, we'll see how this works out. 
I'm with you. It's hard to trust this situation, like, at all. The only positive thing I've seen was I read an article this morning that said uh, because Chad Muma was able to just do the simple couple things they asked him to do and do them well, it freed up Foye Luakon to do way less than he was doing in previous weeks with Lloyd playing all those snaps. And look what happened. Luakon had, what, like 18 tackles last week? He went nuts. Yeah. Uh, they, they'll coach Lloyd and Muma both up this offseason. Everything will work out. And to be honest, I mean, if Muma ended up in the long term being the, uh, the guy calling the plays on the middle inside linebacker, Olakun is only going to be there probably another couple of years as long as Lloyd can play that position. Uh, his future still looks pretty bright. It's just got a little deeper. It's just not as clear as it was. Right. And it's funny because um, I'm sure you've gotten DMs about this. I have. Um, hey, what's up with Devin Lloyd? Do I drop him in fantasy, in uh, dynasty, blah, 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 blah. No, we've seen this before, right? We've mm-hmm. seen this with Patrick Queen. Um, right. We've seen, th- seen this with Jamin Davis. Um, we've seen this with Zayvon Collins. We've, we've seen this with a lot of guys that start off and just can't handle it right out the gate, but are doing really well this year. And it mm-hmm. just takes a little time. They, they're they not failing. They're just giving somebody else an opportunity to, you know, get their shit together. Right. So I, I wouldn't worry about it long term. And uh, for now, Chad Muma appears to be the guy and we'll see what happens this week. All right. Moving on to the Panthers, where we got a bit of a shit show, but they do have a bye this week, which is good because Lord knows they need it. Xavier, Xavier Woods injured. I have no idea what the injury is or how bad it is. Couldn't find anything. Hopefully he's back, though, so we don't have a, a safety carousel. Um, other than that, Chin was okay. He played 100% of snaps. Luvu and Thompson, 100% of snaps. Miles Hartsfield was out, so it was Sam Franklin who replaced the injured Xavier Woods. This is such a mess with the safety thing. I just don't want to touch it. I'm hoping when the bye week is over, we get Xavier Woods and Jeremy Chin, and we just don't have to screw with this because if we do, then it's Miles Hartsfield, and if he can't go, then it's Sam Franklin. That's We're going way down the line there. It'll be a total um, um, ass show. Now, wait a minute. It'll be, <laughs> it'll be a total void situation. <laughs> you know what? Should I, I, I like ass show? I like ass show, yeah. You should. All right. <laughs> Oh, Jesus. All right, moving on to the Texans where, yeah, we got a bit of a mess here as well. So Christian Harris was injured last week. The replacement was Blake Cashman and Jalen Reeves-Mabin, who kind of split it down the middle. Not great. So I did read today that Christian Harris was back in practice, so it sounds like he'll be able to go this week. But if he can't go, I'm guessing you don't want any part of Cashman and (laughs) Reeves-Mabin. I'm actually pulling for Reeves Maven. I like the guy. He's another one of those uh, Detroit cast off that we talk about the ghost in New England. Uh, mm-hmm. What's that? Tave, Tavey up there? Did oh, you see yeah, they yeah. just gave him an extension for two years? Tavai. Um, no, Tavai. I didn't know that. Yeah. That's wild. Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure I've seen that today. So the ghost got paid today, but uh, those two were kind of hand in hand up there for the last few years in uh, Detroit. So it's kind of weird to see how this is unfolding. It's an avoidance unless you are completely desperate at this point in time with the playoffs and most fantasy leagues getting ready to start. Do you 
risk reaching for a play like this without something being secured better than a portion of a game. I'm I'm avoiding this. Same. It's a mess. Um, beyond that, same deal, different week for the safeties. Jalen Petrie, 88% of snaps. Jonathan Owens, 80% of snaps. I have no idea still why they're not just giving these guys full snaps. But uh, And whatever. unfortunately, this week, Owens, he, he flopped in the box score. Um, everybody else within the secondary, because it was a good matchup on paper. I mean, I think it was pretty strong, actually. The whole secondary around him, they even had a couple outlier performances from guys. So there was the production. It's just Owens came up on the short end of the stick. And that's going to happen. So when it comes to Jonathan Owens this week, I like him to bounce back. If he's gotten you here and you've been using him, he's had the consistency to bounce back, especially when it's a positive matchup like this. And it's in Houston, so we shouldn't see like a run game forever. Right, and and here's the deal with this. Owen's been pretty solid all year. This is the first stinker I can remember, like the first really bad one. Mm-hmm. And even when you look back at some of the like famous safety one season, seasons of past, right? Uh, Derwin James and Jordan Poyer and guys like that, they at least have one stinker per year. That's tradition. Oh, yeah. And the nice thing about Owens is he's one of those guys. What we look for is the overachievers when the matchup isn't right. And he's had a nice consistency in doing that. He hadn't hit every week, but he's he's holding his own. So I trust it. Yeah, I think he'll bounce back as well. Yep. Saints. So Pete Werner. Uh, it's been a couple of few weeks now that he hasn't been playing and Caden Ellis has been spectacular as his replacement. So I looked into this today to figure out what the hell is going on. And I found out that we missed it. Werner had ankle surgery two weeks ago and there's quote, no rush unquote to get him back because their season's swirling the toilet. So I think Caden Ellis is good. Definitely for this week and probably for the foreseeable future. Uh, what do you think? Wow. Um, my mind's blown because I did not know that. Um, I've done a lot of looking into it. I kind of gave up a couple of days ago on these guys because uh, it's just been hinged on Pete Warner. I can't believe this wasn't out on Twitter and elsewhere. Yeah, it was a random, random ass article I read today that said he had ankle surgery two weeks ago and they're not pushing to get him back. I was like, man, that would have been good to know a couple weeks ago. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> Moving on to the Titans, where it looks like our our guy Andrew Adams is no more. The return of Amani Hooker to health and the return of Elijah Molden has essentially killed uh, Andrew Adams' snap share. He was at forty seven percent last week with those two healthy. So I I think we can abandon ship on Andrew Adams. Yeah, yeah, we need to. Yep, and uh, that's what I got. Unless you got anything on Titans. I like this matchup for the uh, safeties uh, for Hooker and Beard. Uh, but, uh, you know, shoot, the whole Hooker thing, that's one of those long dart throws. That's from clear across the bar dart throw for him to actually pull through. So, again, uh, in deeper leagues, he, he might be a pickup if you really, really need a guy. At least you know he's going to have the snaps. That's about the best I got on that. Right. He'll have the snaps. We've seen big games out of him before. The matchup is right. Um, but, you know, he's made of glass and he's not super consistent. So those aren't great. <laughs> nope. Nope. But got to mention those. Absolutely. I mean, they got Philly. That's that's a great offense. Fact. 
The National Breast Cancer Foundation reports that a woman is diagnosed with breast cancer every two minutes. And we already know finding new innovations in research, surgical options, and clinical trials is essential to finding a cure. And to all those fantasy football ladies that may be listening, we also know with early detection your survival rate goes up. And that's why breast self-exams are very important, and the best way to give your old girls their best fighting chance to win the championship. So, with all that being said, the fellas here at the IDP Pro Players Pod would like to remind everyone, the National Breast Cancer Foundation does take donations, so please, go and give what you can. And let's give our mothers, our wives, our sisters, and every woman, the support, the resources, and maybe even more importantly, the hope, by knowing we all really do care. Hey, John, let me ask you, have you checked out the SGPN merch store? Man, they got these, uh, uh, what's that, USA soccer shirts they just came out with. They got some apparel there. It's pretty cool. You ought to check it out. Oh, yeah, that's good stuff, man. I got to get me one. They actually made it to the next round. And I I watched the end of that game yesterday where we beat Iran like we should because they're a shit country. And uh, it was beautiful, man. Really enjoyed it. I, I I caught some of the game, probably about half of the first, I guess it's half. Um, right. Pretty wild, man. It, it's big. It's big. Uh, best of luck to the USA. Oh, yeah. We're going to get annihilated very soon. But we, hey, this is, this is the best we've done in a long time. So I'll take it. <laughs> yes. Yep. Yeah. Take it. Who or is there anyone in particular other than the USA you might be rooting for? Uh, yeah. Yeah. So I, um, Back in the day, my buddy is in the army and he was deployed in Germany, mm-hmm. uh, big old army base there. So we went and uh, visited him for a week and I got to see the whole country and uh, it kind of fell in love with it. It's a really beautiful country, great food, great people. So, yeah, I root for Germany and uh, they're doing OK. They got a chance to move on. But um, cool. Cool. What about what about you? You, you uh maybe england or any other countries you might might root for i i no no not necessarily <laughs> i guess now germany there you go it, it, they're good they're good but i mean you know brazil's probably gonna win it they're like they're born with a soccer ball in their crib over there <laughs> yeah <laughs> all right yeah there are a lot of countries like that i mean it's tough <laughs> Well, that's true, man. It's the most popular sport like on the planet, and uh, it's it's very cost effective, right? Like you just need a soccer ball in a field, and you're yep. good to go. Get back into it with the NFC and AFC East, and uh, we'll start with the how about them Cowboys Thanksgiving Day win. Same shit, different week. Safeties were the same setup we've seen all season. It was J. Ron Kirst, then uh, Donovan Wilson, and then uh, Malik Hooker. There was one weird thing last week, though. Damone Clark came in for Anthony Barr, who was injured, played 72% of snaps, and had a pretty big game. And I've been getting random questions all week about picking up Damone Clark. That's a terrible idea. Yeah, I I wouldn't go there either. The one thing that I kind of, you know, wanted to pass on is I think Lawrence actually bounces back this week. It was primed up against the Giants. This is that game that they had, what, like week three when they had the five sacks. And I think Lawrence had three of the five uh, when they really killed the Giants. But um, this time it kind of flip-flopped. Parsons got nothing that game. This time Parsons lit it up. So, oh, yeah. and, and we had, we had Lar- uh, Larson, I think it was like seven pressures, two QB hits or something. It wasn't like it wasn't, uh, wasn't there, 
you know, so uh, you can expect a little bounce back coming this week against the Colts. It's not a super strong matchup, but it's on paper. It'll work. Yeah, no doubt. Lawrence is too good to stay quiet for long. Right. He still had to snap. So, uh, yep, Cowboys looking good. Uh, moving on to the Bills, where I actually forgot to add this to our notes, but Greg Russo practiced in full and should play on Thursday. That's pretty wild. Yeah, they also have that. Uh, ep- oh, uh, ep- Epinesa, yep. Right. So what well, all this means is we're right back to shit and having a big ass rotation coming into this week with them all healthy, just like it was a few weeks ago before they all start tumbling down the injury line. Right. Well, I mean, they, I, I do believe they're going to miss Von Miller this week, so that might help Russo a little bit, but I, I'm with you. I'm not doing... I, I don't think so. I think if we look at history, they just got A.J. Klein, which he just really screwed us with Oh yeah, so over Dodson. But with Edmonds coming back, if we look at it, they're going to slide Klein right in there as a strong side linebacker. And um, I know, not taking any away from Von Miller because Von Miller's been only getting like 55% of the snaps because of the strong side linebacker position. But Klein might be able to do something with it. Uh, You can't bet on it this matchup. But as far as cross the line, I'm avoiding all of it. I just see that deep rotation coming again. Right, right. And uh, anyone that's not sure what we're talking about. So the Bills have traditionally, in the past few years anyway, had a super deep uh, defensive line rotation where it's it's hard to trust any of those guys because they don't play enough. We, we want guys that are 60, 70, 80% of snaps because playing time equals production, right? If you have more opportunities, you score more points, and that doesn't happen on the Bills. And the other thing Gary mentioned, A.J. Klein. So it's been Tyrell Dotson the past few weeks whenever uh, Edmonds or Milano's been injured. It was A.J. Klein out of left field. This been last- with the team for like eight days or something. I don't know. Right. He, they claimed him off waivers. It made zero sense. Played with him in 2020 and 21, and he actually, for stretches of games, he would replace Edmonds or whatever, and he, he had some productive. He would be a hot waiver wire pickup for a few stretches. But uh, it's not shocking, and that's why I'm going right to it. I think that after this move, if with Edmonds back, they got their answer right away with Klein because he's played the position. He knows the defense. He's going to slide in there, no problem. And that's not even necessarily a position that you could stick Dotson or Bernard. They're not that type of outside linebacker, off-the-ball edge rusher, whatever the hell you want to call it. So uh, buyer beware on that. It looks like Edmonds is playing this week and Milano's playing, so we don't have to worry about that as much, but just keep that in mind going forward. And last but not least, Tredavious White was back first game, 23% of snaps, so they're obviously got him on a pitch count. Moving on to the Commanders. Another week of Derek Forrest as a third safety, 100% of snaps. Another week of Jamin Davis, 100% of snaps. And Cole Holcomb is now officially gone to IR, so we won't see him for at least a month. That secures Jamin Davis for a month at least. John Bostic, though, only 47% of snaps in that second linebacker role this week, so that's a little strange. And then last but not least, Chase Young. Finally, hopefully, maybe, will play this week because he could have played last week, but he had an illness. So assuming he's not sick, he should play this week. The only one I'm really interested in is this, how force has come up and he's probably reason the Bostic's gone down. Bostic's probably point. going to, Bostic's probably going to fluctuate as long as he's in there. 
And think about the nature of the league too, right? It's a passing league. Having a guy like Derek Forrest out there mm-hmm. more often makes sense more than like a thumper like Bostic. When he was a rookie, I think just like last year, right? This is his first or second year. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wrote about this fella uh, as a deep dynasty target. No lie. Oh, I'm I'm not surprised. You you've picked out guys for years now. You you knew about Chuck Clark before anyone even know that person existed. I've known that. I had it in the back of my mind, but I've been kind of waiting it out. And uh, yeah, I, I dug back into some of my Google Docs and I located it. Nice. Yep. Yeah, good stuff though. So that is the Commanders. Uh, you know, we'll see what happens this week. Hopefully, we get some Chase Young. That we, Lord knows we need it with all the buys and injuries and shenanigans. He could actually get in there. It's I like the matchup. I don't see him playing more than what forty percent of the snaps. There's no way, right? Oh God, no. Yeah, they'll have him on a pitch count for sure. Yep. Don't play him. Yep. Not this week. Dolphins, I got nothing. Eric Rowe played 90% of snaps. You know, if you remember, we had some shenanigans with that a little while ago. All right, yeah, we do have one other thing on the Dolphins. So Jerome Baker was down to 55% of snaps. And I think it was a Landon Roberts saw a big increase in snaps. Not huge. It was only, I think, 50-something percent total. Uh, but it had a pretty good game. And I see all these waiver wire articles this week saying grab a Landon Roberts. The, the Dolphins defense is a carbon copy of the Patriots defense where things shift and move and fluctuate all the time. I trust this 0%. How about you? Got to be desperate. Yeah, it's 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 likely bullshit. It's likely something they came up with just for that game and it'll totally change this week. And if I'm wrong, then then okay, I'm wrong, but I've been staring at these depth charts and box scores and snaps for the Dolphins for five years now, and I see this every week. It's just fluctuating. Exactly. Moving on to the Eagles. Uh, big news, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson injury. It's a lacerated kidney, which is not good. It, they're saying he's not going to go to IR, but it's like a three- or four-week injury probably. And Reed Blankenship is the replacement. And this dude came on and immediately had a pick and had about six tackles in about a half of football. He looks damn good. What do you think? Hard to buy in such a small sample. I mean, I'm not going to jump on that train right this moment. Uh, I'd like to see it again. And I do believe that this is a great matchup for him to prove that he can at least do it when it's a strong one. Mm Mm-hmm. Either way, though, I think you get a waiver wire safety this week. But, you know, Gary has the rule of three. I think that's a good rule, right? Like, uh, we may not get three with if Chauncey Gardner is back sooner than later. But we, well, sometimes we, you got to bend it. You know, you got to bend it to one or two when right. at this point of the season. I mean, yeah. that's a rule of thumb. But uh, uh, we're getting kind of desperate. There's a lot of, uh, <laughs> you know. A lot of shit going on this year. I mean, you got to <laughs> spread it, spread it out as thin as you can, right? G- Gary's breaking his own rule here. Uh, all yeah, right, kind of have to. I mean, shit, it's crazy. <laughs> all right, so we'll call it the rule of one. If if Blankenship yeah. plays this week and plays a lot of snaps, we're looking good. <laughs> yeah. One we'll and see. a half. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. See what yeah. he does. Absolutely. We'll we'll take it as it comes. But either way, if you need a safety, it's maybe not a bad idea to add Blankenship, sit him this week, and see what happens. Moving on to the Jets, where I got nothing. Same shit, different week. Quincy Williams, 75%. Quan Alexander, 39%. Didn't see anything else, uh, unless you got something. Nope, status quo. 
moving on to the Giants, where Dane Belton, I guess, has a clavicle injury. Due to this, Jason Pinnock played 100% of snaps as a second safety, but he's designated a corner in many places, which is a cheat code. There's definitely some fluctuation there, though. Plus, I read today Xavier McKinney is coming back from IR shortly, so it's basically just going to be a shit show at safety for the Giants for the next few weeks, and I wouldn't touch it with a 10-foot stick unless it's Julian Love. What do you think? Oh yeah, hundred uh, percent. I'm stuck on Jalen Smith. I'm wondering if we're going to actually have him fill this Tay Crowder role completely in IDP production too. He got ninety percent of the snaps of past week. I think it was like ten tackles, maybe uh, nine tackles. He actually didn't look bad. Uh, something just to keep your eye on for the you know rest of the season. If he continues to do this, he's working for a contract, and apparently they like him. Right. And we've seen this the past month or so. Uh, Crowder's disappeared. Jalen Smith's gotten more and more snaps each week. 91% the most he's seen all season this last week here. It's starting to look good. Not to mention, I mean, they, they used him last year. They picked him up when Dallas dropped him. Right. So we've seen this before. So Jalen mm-hmm. Smith looking better. I mean, this is not the first time we've mentioned him. We've told you about him for well over a month now, but it's starting to look good. Yeah, and you got to keep the radar hits going. Like I said, it's been a weird year. Yep. Uh, beyond that, Kayvon Thibodeau, 73% of snaps. Micah McFadden, 64% of snaps as a second inside linebacker. And uh, just remember that the safeties are going to get all screwed up if they're not named Julian Love for the next three weeks here or so. Moving on to the Patriots, where it's always a dumpster fire, but the three guys we give a shit about did okay. Dietrich Wise, 87% of snaps. Matt Judon, 87% of snaps. Kyle Duggar, 72, which is not as much as we'd like, but it's acceptable. Thoughts on the Patriots? Status quo. That's right, status quo. The IDP Pro Players Pod is also presented by IDPGuys.org, where managers and fans can further fear fantasy football knowledge into the depths of Dynasty, individual defensive players, super flex, and beyond. That was IDPGuys.org, where they do way more than just defensive football. Let's get into the NFC and AFC West. We'll start with the Cardinals. I didn't see anything out of the ordinary. Normal snaps for Collins, Simmons, and everyone else. Moving on to the Broncos. Uh, Singleton, Alex Singleton, only 53% of snaps. It was enough for him to have a decent game, but I kind of wish they'd give him (laughs) just a little bit more. Yeah, a little bit more of a security blanket, considering that we was already on edge before. But bless his heart, I mean, per snap, he still produced. Yeah, that's true. So, I mean... It is what it is. The guy, the guy tackles pr- pretty efficiently. <laughs> Just an outlier. What can you say? Yep. I think Randy Gregory's coming back in the next couple few weeks here, if I remember correctly. I don't believe it until I see it. Yeah, he's been on IR for quite some time. Uh, it'd be nice if he came back. He's pretty good. Moving on to the Rams, where Ernest Jones played 64% of snaps, and Aaron Donald has been declared out this week. It is the first game he's missing in his professional career. I read that today and it blows my mind. I'm keeping my eye on this Michael Hotch. I believe he got some playing time and actually produced a little bit. He might've just been getting picked on the last game. 
He's probably going to get some more playing time this week. Uh, Gaines has not been doing anything on that line this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's So maybe we might have an option as long as Donald's done. And I don't see why he's not. It's all about pride now if he plays anymore for the rest of the season. Yep. And I mean, he is that type of guy. I could, I could see him coming back, but their, their season's over. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we'll see what happens, but get Donald out of your lineups. Um, and eyes right. on a hotch. That's right. We'll see how the kid does. Moving on to the Chargers, I got nothing except maybe Joey Bosa comes back mid December. Uh, I saw that today. I'll believe it when I see it. Moving on to the Seahawks, where Uchenna Nuosu hung in there, 73% of snaps this week. The big news, though, is Ryan Neal, another injury. He has bruised his elbow this time, but he has a good chance to play this weekend. The, the concern for me is he's collecting freaking injuries. Like, he had the rib thing already. He had something earlier in the season. Now he's got a bruised elbow. Like, it, at some point, it's going to catch up to him. Yeah, it's putting more value on Diggs, I think, at this point. I think we assume that Josh Jones will probably get an uptick in playing time. I don't know if right. want to we- bet on that enough. We've seen it happen in the past. I mean, it's not the one I'm chasing if I, you know, have my choice. Right, right. And we know Josh Jones uh, sucks incredibly. In fact, that that huge uh, Josh Jacobs run in overtime that ended the game was the play after Ryan Neal was injured and left the game, and it was Josh Jones that blew the assignment. Huh. Oh, you know, bringing that up. Did you see, uh, skipping back to Jacksonville, uh, did you see Chad Muma trying to cover Deshaun Jackson? Yeah, it didn't work out. Yeah. No, it wouldn't work out for many run-stopping linebackers, I guess you could say. I don't know. Maybe Muma's got another gear, but, I mean, Deshaun, 35 years old, shoot, he was gone. I know, man. Crazy. Mm-hmm. So I, I think we know how this goes. If Neil can't go, it'll be Josh Jones, but you don't want Josh Jones, so just stay away from it if that's the case. All right, moving on to the Chiefs. I got nothing. Really gay, 87% of snaps. Another decent game. Moving on to the 49ers. I got nothing. Dre Greenlaw, 100% of snaps. Everything else looks status quo. Anything on the 49ers? Status quo. And last but not least, the Raiders. And we got weird split at linebacker this week. J.M. Brown down to 85% of snaps. Denzel Perriman up to 83% of snaps. Thoughts on that? I'm tired of thinking about them. I just, I just, you know. Mm, same. I, I, you, do you trust one? Do you trust the other? Or you just look the other way? I'm looking the other way. Yeah, if I can not play either, I'm not playing either. Yep. No, no, I do not trust it. I don't want to risk it at this point. Right. And then one other piece of news on the Raiders, Nate Hobbs, the pretty good streaming corner option, is returning from IR, but this will be his first game back. And despite it being a good matchup against the Chargers, I wouldn't touch it. Um, I mean, look what happened with Tredavious White. A lot of people trusted him. He only played 23% of snaps. So. Wait and yeah. see. That is one rule of thumb that you'll never hear me change unless it's like a real questionable, like the guy only missed a quarter or something of the previous game. If they've been out, especially more than a week or two, uh, 
these guys aren't going to be just thrown right back in, you know, very rarely is that going to happen. They're all going to get just a portion of snaps and get eased back in. It only makes sense. Yep. Right. And that's something that we've both seen for years and years Mm -hmm. and years. Yep. Mm -hmm. That's it. Just a reminder before we wrap it up, WinBet is now live. Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. Make sure you go sign up, make a $100 bet, get a $100 free bet at sportsgamblingpodcast.com backslash win bet today. Gary, any closing thoughts? Hey, we're heading into week 13. Things went fairly smooth last week other than all of our injuries on the uh, uh, secondary side. So, you know, knock on wood. Yep. Good luck. We'll see you all next week. Take care.